Josh, in the words of Morgan Freeman, I hope this episode goes viral. I hope. I hope. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video also to any person that might want to enjoy our content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. There you will see the other platforms that Feeling Grounded is a part of, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and much more. Also, become a patron. On Patreon, Josh and I have lots and lots of uh, content that we genuinely love to put on there. For only three bucks a month, you guys will be able to see other content that we genuinely love to put on there. And leave a comment and a question in the comments, please. Yeah, guys, we want to start a conversation with you guys. If anything, you guys have questions. That's what our whole motto is about. You've got questions, you're feeling grounded. We appreciate you guys because this is an endeavor that Josh and I uh, started up about a half a year ago. And I love having these weekly conversations with Josh. That's probably one of my highlights of my week each time. Yeah, it's great. I love it too, very much. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment guys? Get busy living, get busy dying. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Which we're talking about today. You know, this movie frequently sits at or probably will continue to be at number one in IMDb's top 250 top t- top films list. Yeah, number one, baby. And I totally agree. I think this is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I, I watched it with my mom, I watched a lot of things with my mom back in um, around the same time as we were watching Friends, actually, which is kind of funny. Um, blew me away. Immediately became my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It, was a fl- say- it was a flop at first. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. yeah it was. But um, after some time, they re- people realized how amazing that this movie is. Because it's incredible. It's an amazing mm-hmm. movie. It's mm-hmm. the best incredible story, the best ending a movie can have. Um, subverts your expectations. Some of the best acting decisions and casting. Um, solid. But anyway, so the first time I watched it, it was a, a made for TV, like a TV version. Mm. Which was lame because it was commercials and everything was edited. Yeah. Um, so it was good, but I didn't get the, the, the full picture. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of years later, I watched it fully mm-hmm. and just, oh, I love it. Love it. So we just watched it recently, you and I. Yeah. And came over. It was my first time ever seeing it all the way through. And oh, my, my yeah. dad loved this movie, but I wanted to give this movie the proper chance whenever that was, which just so happened to be a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just happenstance. So the only movie that I'd seen uh, Tim Robinson was War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Fantastic yeah. places like Crazy Guy that's uh, um, wrapped up in his thoughts when I think like his family passed away or something like that. Great actor, loved Tim Robbins. Uh, he also was this. in um, he was in one of the Austin Powers. He was like a president for like ten minutes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he was um, he was the president in uh, president. Spy, Spy Shag Me. Spy Shag I didn't me. even notice. That's that's pretty funny. And then we also have Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, who is great in any in any role that he does pretty much um 
Yeah, Tim Robbins, uh, Andy Dufresne, you know, he's sentenced to two consecutive uh, lifetime terms because of supposedly murdering his uh, his wife and lover. Which, spoilers, didn't Her actually. lover, not, not yeah. his lover. Oh, her lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his wife and then the wife's lover. I'm yeah. fake, fake spoiling this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. But, you know, he adapts to prison life for, for starters and, you know, comes out stronger. Uh, you know, he provides financial advice for pretty much anybody in there, starting off with, you know, guard henchmen, you know, his uh, a warden, uh, basically giving all these presents to his friends for free, not thinking too much of himself. He helps the warden embezzle money um, while hiding a paper trail. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, he uses that knowledge of the outside world as kind of innocent-minded banker, or whatever, to assist everybody, and then he becomes the top dog. Yeah, he took like, took like everybody. nineteen years, but he got it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This whole like nineteen-year plan—it's so crazy. The de- the determination and the resilience, you know, and then eventually escaping to Mexico with his bud red after mm-hmm. using like an alias. Yeah, that he formulated. Brilliant while working with the warden to, to do all of this like the sleazy corrupt money laundering stuff mm-hmm. which he then put into account of a, of a shadow man you know like an invisible person that didn't exist who he was able to get social security for and like the, the mm-hmm. you know everything all information for and yeah. then he just showed up one day and took the money out as this guy and yeah crazy and the thing i love about that character is that he shares of course with his inmates often not taking for himself whether it be beers with his uh his buddies uh getting high school diplomas for certain inmates uh or the the book uh the library yeah Yeah, exactly where he wrote to the state council or senate or something like that to ask for funds for a grant which he sent you know every week or every two mm-hmm. weeks or something like that annoyed him so and much so that, and he just so and he continued out even after getting what he wanted it was hilarious yeah well well the first one was like just a check to try to get him off their back he just gave him like 500 dollars and then some books and then he kept sending it every week until eventually he got the grant so that's when he got the funds to actually rebuild and put it in the library so mm-hmm. yeah so he was he was loving he was caring he like wanted to give of himself the people around him and that's why he was like so different yeah and to, to add like onto that loving theme um think something that really stuck out to me was his ability to you know take out his reputation in order for helping uh basically for the good of his inmates his friends because playing that music that record mm. um so that everybody can hear it, even though he would be locked up in the hole for a certain amount of time, two weeks, I think it was, or a month. Um, he said to, to the, the other inmates after he was out, yeah, I was able to still listen to it because it was still in my head, but I wanted everybody else to hear it. Yeah. Crazy. Which, awesome. which leads us into the theme of hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is this, which is everything, especially whenever you're in, people in, in, in prisons the, the hope to when they have freedom again mm-hmm. especially when they've been wrongfully incarcerated yeah like he was with any bit of hope there comes risk 
you know, so many decisions are based on, you know, probability risks, you know, we, we base all of our decisions, I think on risk or probability, you know, will this movie be good that I'm about to watch? Uh, if we watch it, you know, that's what I thought, like when, but maybe subconsciously, like, will the Shawshank Redemption live up to expectations? You know, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Uh, will the sun rise tomorrow? You know, everything's got probability, you know, some better than others, you know, the sun, which is pretty much bar none, it's going to happen uh, versus getting struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the wonders of, of this world is, um, you know, the joy of that, which is unexpected, mm -hmm. I think is, is, is a beautiful thing and a beautiful gift of, of being alive and being human, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hoping for fun things and then also just letting caution you know yeah whatever. you get it yeah um <laughs> All right, what am i trying to say throwing caution to the wind that's <laughs> either either that or like being carefree or you know constantly yeah. like nitpicking our own uh mm -hmm. life choices and then we kind of get stuck um i think that's another thing too um yeah. we, we organize our structure are all, all of our lives this way based on like probability, you know, uh, things like that have, you know, nothing to do with our own choices in a sense, but on the opposite hand, you know, um, we have to believe that we can affect the world in some type of way. You know, we, we've talked about nihilism before, but psychologists say that if we lose the belief that we have some impact on this world, uh, or we have control over our lives, you know, it can lead to, you know, depression, lack of motivation and a lot of those inmates have already succumbed to that except for andy red tried to get to him i think a lot of people that have this experience today you know where they have those things where they feel like they don't have control and they feel like you know they they don't really have as much of a purpose as they realize yeah they have figurative prison walls yeah exactly <laughs> where they kind of throw themselves in one little place maybe they don't have like a big group of friends like outside like outside of their technology or whatever mm -hmm um maybe their job is kind of dead end and so maybe they just feel like well this is all for naught and then of course that triggers you into falling inward and kind of losing sight of what life is all about yeah you know and yeah. i i go through stints of this definitely um especially with the control part i feel like oftentimes it's like i'm not i'm not much of a control freak like i, I kind of i'm the type that's very you know lackadaisical i'm sitting in the background knowing that everything will be okay. Right. But sometimes, and just in my own life, like the, the fear of not being able to control myself or like, um, yeah, that, that kind of reality that's like, wow, I can't control what's all around me, but can I even control myself in some circumstances when yeah. it comes to eating or it comes to technology usage or it comes to being chill or whatever um which then triggers that kind of cycle of like oh well it's hard so whatever kind of falling inward i hear you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm yeah. not being very uh, verbose here but <laughs> <laughs> well in andy dufran's case um <laughs> he could have been at any point led to depression same in even red's case because there were a lot of parallels between him and um brooks yeah um so like any uh 
like many of the characters with in red's case he could have ended up like brooks it's it's uh, the parallels are uncanny uh particularly being in the same apartment um but for andy's case you know he he took a risk he gave financial advice to the clancy brown the guard uh when he could have been killed it could have been thrown off on the roof like that um but yeah the biggest risk you know tunneling out of the prison uh when he could have been caught or he could have been caught at some point uh at any point during those 19 years for tunneling his way out you know hope is the ultimate question i remember seeing a youtube video years and years ago and they basically said like you know what kills people hope um and it was a very compelling and convincing argument and it, and it affected me for a while this movie for lack of a better way of saying it you know called uh, called me out on some stuff you know um i think it can call a lot of people out in a good way on some stuff it, it could illuminate new chances hope can illuminate new chances new possibilities um and we can still be successful by chance if we have little hope or no hope we still could be successful but having hope can make things um more certain or inspire even new hopes well one of the best movies of all time i would say uh, if you haven't seen it watch it and then you can kind of break into these themes and the beauty behind the story and you too will probably fall in love with it so for anybody listening right now this is a heartfelt message to all of you at the corner of market street and fletcher street past the hinkley reservation in Ohio, you will find a red broken down Ford. Inside of the driver's seat is a blue lunchbox. Directions to Laguna Madre and Delta del Rio Bravo. There you will find your next steps. <laughs> right. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. September 22nd, 16. 92. This is the last day that there's recorded um, murders during the Salem witch trials. Oh. Okay. So eight people were, were killed on this day, and it was the last day recorded. This was like the last point where the Salem witch trials came to an end, hmm. which is crazy. If, any, if you know anything about that, it was, you know, the town of Salem where a bunch of people were, were murdered because they were accused of being being witches and practicing witchcraft um which i believe is like you know horrible puritanical whatevers but um yeah i remember so, i was in salem for halloween quite a, a few halloween. years ago yeah around halloween time Yikes. Boston and Salem are pretty good places to be around uh, those times. I remember in mm, around springtime, springtime, I went on their ghost tours, and we our tour guide literally left us, mm. just just left us in the middle of Boston. It was hilarious, <laughs> and we were just like sitting there for like five minutes, and then a new tour guide came and just played it off like ah. It's all part. It was all part of the plan. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, the tour guide was like, "It's it's my time off. I gotta go. This is it. I'm done. I'm gonna leave these people." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. So on this day, 1692, 
eight people were, were, were hung. Uh, so September 22nd, 1994, the a small time show. Uh, I don't really know if you've heard of it. It was, it was called Friends, starring uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matthew Perry. I don't know if you, have you heard of it? Matt LeBlanc's also in it. David Schwimmer. Maybe. It debuts on NBC. Uh, but yes, it, it was highly popular on Netflix. I, I don't know if it was taken off. Uh, like it had its revival, like any show that is brought back on Netflix. But went on for 10 years, man, from 94 to 2004. It took the world yeah. by storm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it took my older sister by storm. Like I remember her and her high school friends would watch that uh, quite a lot. Um, yeah. No, it definitely did. And, um, well, first of all, Joe, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing with my mom. We took one, uh, cause she, cause she loved it. You know, she watched it, watched it as it was on TV. And, um, so she has the whole like box set. And so one summer we watched it and kind of binged it. And uh, I, I liked it, you know, I like mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think there's arguments like we were texting before this. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think that what you said of how it's kind of drawn out. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I I saw a few episodes actually in theaters. They, in they theaters? put they, Yeah, they, they put some in theaters like a... Um, like some anniversary special for a bunch of the episodes and they did a compilation of like their best episodes. It was a really good time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I do. I the comedic timing of and the chemistry of all actors is bar none. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a show that's way too drawn out, you know, the Ross Rachel thing. Um, and I didn't also, realize that like towards the end, like Joey was involved with that. Yeah. Never, like, in those later seats, like well, they I just, I, they literally did it in my opinion, just to, draw stuff out create drama um yeah plus i'm not a big fan of ross i think the guy's just a loser (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say he was like i thought he was so funny but he's very funny but i like the he's like the butt of like so many jokes and i'm like come on yeah i mean he is kind of a loser yeah but i guess that's that's part of the comedy you know (laughs) is that he's looking like look at this loser man look at him saying things and being funny like with Chandler, I think he was my favorite. I love his bar humor. Uh, his, his, um, his. I love his witty humor. Sarcasm. A lot of okay. people. A lot of people say I'm. I am a Chandler incarnate. <laughs> yeah, you kind of are. Definitely, I see that. I love how I said "kind of" and "definitely" in the same sentence. <laughs> you kind of are definitely. But, um, 60% yeah. of the time, every time. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a good show. Drawn out, definitely. But the characters but, are solid, really funny. I think my love for Seinfeld kind of supersedes it now. I'm more of a fan of that. That's I, something I need to watch more of. I, it's, I, it's coming to Netflix on October 1st. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Now, another reason for me to be on computers all the time. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Not computer, yeah. man, just uh, on the projector screen that you guys have. There, there you go. We'll do it in the evenings. Up at that. It's time for Happy Crappy. Joe, look. He's building a racquetball court. <laughs> Tennis court. <laughs> it's my garage. 
and it's a studio for sort of <laughs> in the, he's in the process currently it's late at night and i think uh we were originally going to film earlier in the day but this is what his project yeah so i was right? putting it together today yeah in the past this past week i um took a lot of shelving down i tore this wall into pieces ripped off all the old drywall and the pegboard and all this stuff this wall here mm. all this and then i put on new drywall so you're trapping yourself in this room until it's, it's done <laughs> no food no water yeah exactly yeah well it's claire she's a slave driver so um <laughs> and then today i painted it and then i have a little molding right here that goes along mm. along it and then there's a little concrete piece here that i kind of painted poorly but it's sort of painted and then i have rubber tiling on the floor mm. it's kind of gross right now let's clean it off and then the goal i have lights and stuff like that um and then the goal joseph Mm -hmm. I want to obviously I don't want to look at this gross door so I'm going to close that off and then I'm mm -hmm. going to close this off so that it is encapsulated oh I also I'm going to put acoustic foam blocks up here bravo yeah, yeah. bravo <laughs> clink look at that cheers to hard-working men all you out there who's sitting down watching this video or on the toilet it's definitely a possibility you have a higher percentage of getting hemorrhoids Ooh. by being in that fixed position for half hour like in that <laughs> i thought you're going to say something with like the legs maybe like you like you're clotting or something changes because have you ever like sat down so long that your legs started to go numb yeah oh yeah i'll tell you what when i when I first discovered the iFunny app. Do you know this? Yes. iFunny? Yes. I've recently rediscovered it and it's a bane to my existence, but because <laughs> it's, uh, I just been on it all the time. <laughs> but the, um, when I originally got it, it was like, gosh, maybe in high school or college mm. when I, the first time I ever used it. And, and that was the first time where I was on my phone, like on the can. And my, I was on it so long that my legs fell asleep. And I was like, whoa, this is probably a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, like couldn't walk afterwards. <laughs> I haven't had the iFunny in like seven years. So I'm, yeah, I'm thankful. <laughs> don't, don't get it back. It's not worth it. It just reels you in. I'm trying to quit. I'm, I'm the dumb phone mm -hmm. is, is eventually coming. It's supposed to come in the mid of yeah. mid October. So yeah. YouTube is the bane of my existence. While there are great episodes of something out there, uh, too much of it is, yeah, it's a little bit too much for me. Exactly. Feel that? I hate those type of apps where you're just constantly scrolling. You're just scrolling, you know, ad infinium like forever. Yep. I hate it because it gets you in because you're just going to keep going. You know, you're just going to keep going, going to keep going, going to keep going until eventually your brain's just like, hey, yeah, dingus, you've been I'm doing tired. this for forever. And like, I need something else. And then well, you're like, the brain, oh, the brain gets tired, but the body, it's still like wired and ready. Like, it's, it's a weird contradiction. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of messes with uh, your psyche because you feel like you actually accomplished something when in reality you haven't, you know? Right. So how was your week, Joe? I talked about my week, but how was yours? Uh, week is fine. Things are settling a little bit more at work. Um, again, settling up with worship team has been great. Um, been practicing, uh, which we didn't really do too much over the summer just because of everybody's conflicting schedules. And that's just 
uh, was. And I enjoyed having that little bit of structure at the end of, uh, I think it would be practice Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays, usually it's Wednesdays. Um, but however, what I've been trying to do is still practice guitar on my own, which has been tough these last two weeks uh, for my own personal passion stuff, um, as well as writing a little bit more and you know journaling because I've tried to pick up that habit from art of manliness, but it's 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 eluded me a little bit. And I guess that's still been trying to get used to the schedule that I'm at right now. But that's me. What about you? Yeah. So all that's good. Yeah. It's always difficult to like try to like time management. Like it's like we never have enough time, you know, mm. between work and eating and taking care of yourself and social things and trying to be healthy and all of your other responsibilities that are going on. It's like just crazy to try to like fit everything in. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm, that's kind of how my week was. It was, it was a little chill. I haven't really done, had much of a crazy week, uh, which is a good thing. I really did this a lot. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I worked a lot and did some stuff with my school, some, some classes that I took. Yeah, it was fine. I've decided that like, I find that whenever I'm, I have like office days that I tend not to be very productive because I'm just like sitting in my office. So I decided instead of just going to my office and fumbling around the computer and sending emails, stuff like that, like I wanted to do things more actively. So including some kind of recreation. So say I have an office day, I'm going to go to the, go hiking and then just like do emails on my data, like while I'm going around Um, or I'm going to go to the library and then do it mm. there, not just sitting in a place where I'm used to just sitting and doing, not doing too much. So I hear you, man. Um, sticking in the same place. Like if I was constantly doing work at this place right here, um, or just constantly at my own office, take probably like hours longer. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's something to that, you know, changing your location to try to get you know more stuff done like this <laughs> great example how many times can <laughs> i bring this up <laughs> i'm like it's on proud of this um the because when it was upstairs it was a really hot and b which that didn't change but um and b a little small it felt very cramped in there okay i wouldn't want to like just go in there and get things accomplished so here it's like it's like a separate place it's like it's on the first floor like it's you know it's like where I can just like walk over easily and start something. So mm, mm. it's kind of part of the intention is just having like a dedicated space that it isn't also a guest room or. It also seems like a lot of space for, uh, for Eli when he picks up the yeah. inevitable instrument for you and him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He um, had a lot of fun on the drum set a little bit ago. He was in here and <laughs> around. He loves the drum set. He likes the piano. He likes everything. He, lo- he loves all kinds of instruments. He's, gotta, he's at that point where he's got to find his, uh, his thing. Yeah. yeah try, exactly. try out new things. The um, Last night, we were listening to lots of music, and I put on some Beethoven and, like, classical. Mm. Um, and then also, like, Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings and um, just, like, uh, a movement from uh, Schubert symphony uh he was loving it really liking it a whole lot he was really getting into it and he's like my favorite instrument and we asked him like what's your favorite instrument what do you want to learn and he was like i want to learn the violin <laughs> so that was pretty cool but the thing is, is he's like very situational because we were listening to it listening to violins he's like i want to 
play the violin. But like if we were at the piano, he'd say we want to play the piano. Play the piano, yeah. So hopefully I'm fostering within him a, a love for, for music. But okay. he's he's very gonna be very well rounded because Claire and I listen to everything. Yeah. You know, and the single plus day, that classical at a at an early age, you know, he'll have some pretty high SAT scores. <laughs> Supposedly, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that works. Makes your brain smarter. Mozart makes babies smart. So happy crappy. Do it. I will go with the crappy first. Okay. Um, so twice this week, I overslept. Not, mm. but I did get to work exactly the same time with absolutely no problem, you know? Um, but it was a weird time to get up because it was me making a choice. Could I make breakfast and then forego some hygiene stuff? Or could I go into the hygiene stuff and then just forego breakfast? It was kind of a weird time. So what did I do? As I was like brushing my teeth and uh, washing my face and doing all that stuff, I called ahead uh, to the breakfast place. And I just hate to go back to the crappy. I hated oversleeping. The second time I'm like, oh, crap. Because I forgot to set that alarm. This doesn't happen often for Joe. Um, but when it's a getting back to a new schedule, yeah. Then it goes into my happy. I called ahead to a breakfast place right down the road, picked up the stuff, but, but in my happy, they accidentally gave me two sandwiches, which I used on the second sandwich I used for the next day. Nice. Uh, and nothing was wrong with that day. <laughs> I, I overslept on a Wednesday and then on the Friday yesterday. Well, there you go. How about that? Yeah, I hate oversleeping because you're just like such like in a spaz panic mode to like get the day going it's nice to like slowly build up to mm -hmm. yeah, waking up early and all that stuff mine happy crappy i don't think i need to say what my happy is but um my crappy was it was this morning it was kind of a weird morning my um kids were playing in the playroom and um Eli kept asking to play this game that was on the cabinet and um, on the entertainment center. And it was Mancala. Ever played okay. Mancala before? No, I never heard of it. So it's a game that has like all these like glass stones in it. So they're just like stones and pebbles. And you move them around, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we kept telling Eli, like, no, you can't play with that because the babies can choke on the pieces if they open mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. And so... Claire and I, we start doing stuff around the house. We're cleaning up. We're kind of organizing. We got motivated to start cleaning uh, right before work. And then um, we turn around and Eli opened up, got into the game. He opened up the box and there's stones all over the place. And John had one in his mouth. <laughs> and we think we, we got that one out, but we think he swallowed one. <laughs> <laughs> which was like panic mode because we were like really concerned about it because they're they're like these kind of pretty big glass like right pebbles, right and we think he swallowed it but um so luckily claire works at doctor's office so she like talked to her doctors about it and said like yeah, like yeah it'll, it'll be okay it'll just pass through and then you'll just find it <laughs> maybe in oh, a day or two i, I did not want to be i i would not want to be there for that talk with eli Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was very mad. Yeah. But I was a good disciplined dad and put him in timeout and sat him down and said, he's got to listen to mommy and daddy because yep. John could have gotten very sick. Yep. Very, could have gotten hurt very badly. 
which I don't think he will because it, it didn't get lodged or nothing. So hopefully yeah. it, it's okay. But it was kind of big. I'm like worried about it going through his industrial, industrial, <laughs> industrial. In, in the industrial, the industrial tract. <laughs> so shoot some prayers. By the time this video comes out, I'm sure we'll find out. But I'm sure it already passed, but <laughs> I mean, they were fine. It's it's okay. It'll be fine. But it will be fine. It was kind of an annoying time. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video also to any person that might want to enjoy our content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. There you will see the other platforms that Feeling Grounded is a part of, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and much more. Also, become a patron. On Patreon, Josh and I have lots and lots of uh, content that we genuinely love to put on there. For only three bucks a month, you guys will be able to see other content that we genuinely love to put on there. Leave a comment and a question in the comments. Yeah, guys, we want to start a conversation with you guys. If anything, you guys have questions. That's what our whole motto is about. You've got questions, you're feeling grounded. We appreciate you guys because this is an endeavor that Josh and I uh, started up about a half a year ago. And I love having these weekly conversations with Josh. That's probably one of my highlights of my week each time. Yeah, it's great. I love it too, very much. But you've got questions? You're feeling grounded.